Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Unwritten Rule fans, you can catch us every Monday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Believe Unwritten and enjoy the show. On today's episode of The Unwritten Rule, uh, we got, unfortunately, more uh, poor effort from Mizzou men's basketball to uh, recap. We're going to discuss some football news and stuff as well. Uh, a little bit just kind of get our thoughts together on Corey Burton or Corey Batoon. I almost called him Corey Burton. Oh, my God. Uh, Corey Batoon. Uh, just you kind of recap. We had that breaking. You know, we 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 did a kind of our instant reactions. Talk a little bit more about him. But then, yeah, we'll dive into the South Carolina loss. Um, talk about that. And then uh, maybe just drink the Haterade. I don't know. Ahead of this ahead of this game against Arkansas. So we'll preview that and then dive into uh, to and into quick hits to uh, finish off the show. So it should be a good one. And of course, before we get into it, uh, the unwritten rules presented by our great sponsor, Bet Online. The Super Bowl is here. By the time we're recording this, um, it is Chiefs and 49ers. I'm a little disappointed personally. That was just Super Bowl a couple of years ago, but it is what it is. Regardless, Bet Online has the road to Vegas, uh, and it's your number one source for all your playoff football odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props. We used it for the fantastic four picks. Uh, and we're going to use it again here for our best beats in just a sec, but head to bet online today to stay updated on all the action Bet online. The game starts here. Uh, Kenny, do you want to run down what happened in the championship bets or should we save that for Friday? I think we just save it for Friday. Right, we'll save it for um, Friday. We'll I'm winning again. <laughs> all right, there you go. Um, we'll do our best beats then best beat of the week. Thank you to bet online for all these great lines. Uh, Kenny, what is your best beat of the week? My best beat of the week, I like to keep a connection to Mizzou basketball, um, considering a lot of the, the Monday bets are mainly just basketball is what we can go to. Um, so I went with Jackson State, minus five and a half against Florida A&M. Need that win on the uh, – need that loss on the resume right now to look a little bit better, and I think this is a good way to do it. Jackson State, keep on winning. Best 0-5 team in the country. Well done. Yeah. Good one, yeah. <laughs> the Dennis resume quote. building's – the resume building is really important right now for Mizzou. Um, I'm going to uh, also keep it connected to Mizzou. Um, Duke versus Virginia Tech. How is this connected to Mizzou, you may ask? Because Buzz Williams, the coach of Texas A&M, who Mizzou has faced, used to coach Virginia Tech. Obviously, there you go. That's a connection right there. Um, guys, the Hokies are welcoming Duke. There's some anticipation behind this game. I'm taking the Hokies plus three and a half. Do you know why? Because Torvik has this as less than a point spread. Get it while you can, folks. This is three times what it should be. Get it. It's not actually it's four times. It's like 0.8. This is 3.5. Folks, it's not gonna be this way much longer. Get it before you <laughs> can not get it anymore. Peyton's like a traveling salesman of Torvik bets. Well done. Uh yeah, Duke Virginia Tech. I'm going uh to the big twelve, and uh I am taking Kenny's. I guess not really hometown school, but if you want to call it that, sure. Houston, I'm taking the Cougars uh, minus five. Peyton's doing the symbol on the screen. Subscribe to the YouTube, by the way. I don't think I said that in the intro. Yeah, Shasta, guarding the rings. Um, I'm taking them minus five versus Texas. Why am I taking them minus five versus Texas? Not only do I love Houston, but Texas was pulling some BS over the weekend against BYU. They had the horns down shirt on. Texas, wah, 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 crying about it. Um, being absolute haters and losers because they can't handle people doing their symbol. 
You know what I say to that, Longhorn fans? Go Cougs to beat the Longhorns on Big Monday. Yeah, good luck defending. Yeah, good luck dealing with that with that in the sec. Yeah. Right. You are. Um, but yeah, those are our best beats, more college basketball. It's pretty much how it's going to be from here on in with, with football pretty much over. Well, of the finale of the NFL picks though, for the super bowl, there were some shakeups as, uh, as we were, you know, as the games unfolded today, but, uh, yeah, so we'll get to that on Friday, but thank you to Ben online for all those lines. And with that, let's dive into the rest of the show. The unwritten rule starts right now. Attention, everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for The Unwritten Rule, a Mizzou sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Network, alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren. Here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule. Today is Monday, January 29th. And, uh, well, Mizzou got their DC, so now we're in, you know, we're kind of a calmer little period, which is it's a little bit nice. We've had a lot of news, obviously, over the past couple months. Um, we did the we did the kind of breaking news, like our instant reactions to Corey Batoon becoming the new DC. So go watch that. Check that out if you haven't. Thanks to everyone who did. Um, appreciate that. I know it's out of the usual cycle of unwritten, but it was just big enough. We thought we had to talk about it. Um, did well, so thank you. But, uh, you know, kind of a couple days later, I know it hasn't been too long since we recorded that, but do you guys have any new, you know, thoughts, takes uh, on on Batoon and him coming in? That's, you know, kind of the main football thing right now. So, you know, just, just anything on that front before we then have to dive into another uh, men's basketball loss. Uh, not, not too many new ones. Um, other than I, I know someone in the comments said it wasn't a four two five that he ran. Pretty sure it is a four two five. I don't think the athletic would mess that up. Um, and it seems to have a lot of the same tendencies from what I was reading. Really, we'll we'll know more uh, on Saturdays this fall, even before then. But we'll wind up seeing either way. The thing to me that's most important is that they create a lot of havoc which was the MO of Blake Baker's defenses. We touched on all that. Um, want to see that same aggressive mindset from the defense. Uh, don't want them to change too much of that up. Yeah, I'm glad they kept the, the death row uh, defensive moniker that, that came with Blake Baker in that era for Mizzou and just kind of keeping that same culture around that defense. Another comment that I just wanted to address real quick was on YouTube, um, Jason Edwards responded to us saying the 2011 Arkansas State roster shows Eli and Corey as assistant coaches under Hugh Freeze. Um, that's incorrect. Uh, you can – a lot of those, like, coaching rosters are sometimes a little bit messed up by the end of the year because they'll drop coaches, add coaches, and never really just fully set it until they bring around the 2012 one. Um, from the research I've done and just kind of looking into both of their um, track records, Drinkwoods didn't show up at Arkansas State until after the 2011 season because that's when Gus Malzahn left um Auburn for the Arkansas State head coaching job and we all know that Hugh Freeze left Arkansas State after the 2011 season for Ole Miss and that's when Corey Batum followed Hugh Freeze into a new role uh with with the Rebels and that that's just where the there wasn't an overlap I mean there's even like a one that's even weirder that Jacob Peeler almost overlapped with him at Ole Miss. So it's, it's that, that that kind of stuff. Maybe they, they passed by each other once, but from actual coaching, (laughs) the way out the way in literally, literally, uh, but from like actually coaching rosters and coaching staffs, they, they weren't, they weren't on the same one. 
Yeah, there's like a strange amount of like actual good teams. Maybe that's why like Mizzou, when they change it, it just is like a 404 not found because there is a weird amount of roster pages that like just get messed up and are just like the facts are just wrong. So no. Yeah, it was confusing. But thank you for clarifying that, Kenny, because, yeah, I don't I don't know how they don't um, fix that quickly or have someone to fix that. So people looking for info on their new D.C. um, have the correct thing. But, yeah, they did not cross over. Maybe maybe cross pass in the way in and out of where is Arkansas State? I thought I had it. Jonesboro. Jonesboro. Maybe on the way in and out of in and out of Jonesboro. Um, but yeah, I, I think still an exciting hire. Again, go go watch that video. We kind of broke things down there. Uh, you know, with what we what we really think of of um, Batoon and his scheme. I think it's a I think it's a good hire. I think it's exciting times ahead. And you know, yeah, now we look forward to. First and foremost, maybe some of these, you know, former Tigers from last year celebrating them a little bit more and, and seeing where they get drafted. But then, you know, it's the spring transfer window. It's who else they might bring in to try and build on what's been an awesome year and what people will really want to be another awesome year in 2024. Because uh, on the hardwood for men's basketball, it is is continued to just not uh, not go not go well. Um, Mizzou. Maybe we thought we speculated we're going to maybe catch South Carolina hungover uh, on Saturday after the Gamecocks beat Kentucky and storm the floor midweek. Instead, South Carolina 74, Missouri 67. Um, I, <laughs> my first note that I have written down for myself, Peyton, your chart was right again. I know you texted a group of us. Literally, oh, Mizzou is uh, up a point in the second half. Immediately, I think South Carolina went on a 5 nothing run after that. Um, Tigers lose again. Mizzou shot just eight threes in this game. Uh, they made two of them. Um, both of them were made by Nick honor actually, uh, not another loss, another day, uh, and kind of the same old, same old for Mizzou men's basketball. What were y'all's, uh, takeaways from this game? Good or bad. Maybe anything positive. Uh, I got very little else to say about these losses at this point. They're all the exact same. They followed the same blueprint. Uh, fair, fair enough. For Mizzou for battling back, I mean they opened the second half with what a 9-0, 11-0 run, um, one of the like somewhere like that took the lead briefly, but they have no idea how to close a game this year. I mean they had a stretch where, like from the ten minute mark to the eight minute mark, they held South Carolina completely scoreless, and in that time they scored two points. That lost the game. That was the stretch that lost the game because that was a prime opportunity. It was like a six-point game at that point. They just could not answer um, their stops with uh, buckets of their own. And then what do you know at the end of that stretch? South Carolina hits a three. You're right. You're behind where you were before that scoreless stretch. So I have basically – I'm out of words at this point. I just hate a lot of what's going on on this team. There's too many bad players that just aren't going to be here next year. The only one, like, takeaway – that I had that was positive player wise was Connor Vanover had an okay game. Uh, he had the best plus minus on the team. He actually controlled the boards. All right. He really, he Can really you say was, what that best plus minus was. Sorry to interrupt. Zero. It was zero, zero points. Um, he, he, he was a bit of a presence in there. They were kind of afraid. It was an undersized South Carolina team and they did not want to challenge Vanover at the rim. I just the rest of the bigs were not really much anything. Aiden Shaw, man, he's Aiden Shaw just needs some kind of confidence booster. He is absolutely terrified when he gets the ball in his hands right now. 
let alone shooting the thing. I mean, it is an ugly look for uh, Aiden Shaw at the moment. And that's sad because he has all the physical tools in the world. We've said it a million times, but I, he just doesn't. It looks like he's getting worse. For Connor Vanover, just for those that know, he just just for those for people to know, as he played 18 minutes, he had five points, all from the charity stripe. He went over three um, field goals, and, and I like you mentioned seven rebounds, uh, tied for the most on the team with Tamar Bates of all people. Um, not the biggest guy on the floor, but he got the tied for awesome. the most rebounds for the team. Yeah, um, one biggest thing, you know. Horrible. I, I, yeah, uh, the biggest dog, yeah. <laughs> Jordan Butler, though, uh, only played 13 minutes because he was in foul trouble most of the game, five personal fouls. And going into this game, that's that's the one I wanted to see, you know, how much of a presence can he have. last? Because last time around, he wasn't being considered for this many minutes. He wasn't being considered in the starting five at the time, but uh, he struggled with that. This game looks like almost the same, uh, especially in the box score when you compare it to that last one. Because I remember when we were previewing this game, I was saying how when these two faced each other, a lot of the stats were nearly the same. There was maybe just one outlier that kind of separated them, and sometimes it's rebounds, sometimes it's free throws. South Carolina just took a lot of threes, 25-3 three, uh, three balls, made 10 of them. Tigers took eight and only made two, both of them coming from Nick Honor. And I think that's where maybe the game was kind of beat as well. There was a lot of big threes that, I mean, went South Carolina's way. Uh, last thing I'll note, um, just so people know if they didn't see it, but Trent Pierce and Anthony Robinson were out for this game. Trent Pierce out with an illness, and we know Anthony Robinson was attending his grandmother's funeral, so he was out for that one. Um, so two freshmen weren't there. Only uh, four guys off the bench in this game. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Is the I, I mean, you know, when you don't have those two, I guess you're you're – depth is naturally a little bit sliced um yeah i that's it's important you mentioned robinson i forgot to say that obviously best wishes to, to him and his family with uh that situation but um with the freshmen too like i know you only had jordan butler of the three available to play but we i want to like i think i said that in the preview you are seeing the freshmen playing more for the people who have been asking for that it it has it has been starting to happen and um, Jordan Butler was also in that zero box plus minus, uh, that Connor Vanover had the only two, um, not in the negatives for the Tigers. So I, I think he's starting to string together, um, you know, a couple of all right performances, you know, it's still very clear. He can't hang yet with SEC bigs, but I think in, in Gabe, I know wrote about this in power Mizzou. There's, there's something there, I think with Jordan Butler, and there's something that, that can be unlocked that will take time. Um, so I think, I think that's good. I think that's a, an important thing to lean on, but yeah, I mean, you, you guys pretty much said it best. I mean, only eight, three point attempts or 14 for 17 from the line. So they made their free throws still probably not really getting to the line as much as, as much as, uh, you know, Dennis Gates would expect. And, you know, BJ Mack, South Carolina's big who dominated in that first contest still had another, um, good game despite Vanover and Butler playing right. I think he's still like 21 points. So, um, not a hangover game. South Carolina avoided that. Uh, and Mizzou, again, is still winless. Guys, I think in in times like these, I think we should just drink the haterade. Because in a year that Mizzou sucks, quite frankly, in SEC play, you know, 0-7 now, um, their arch rivals who, let's not forget, had a Final Four expectations by some, also suck. And that's where we go next uh, for Mizzou men's basketball. The 10 and 10, who would have thought Arkansas Razorbacks are coming to Como on Wednesday, 7.30 uh, p.m. 
Wednesday on SEC Network. You can watch that game. Guys, Arkansas stinks. I don't care how much Mizzou stinks. Arkansas stinks. Is this like a, am I like, you know, is this a right interpretation? This is, this is both these teams Super Bowl at this point. I mean, neither of them are tournament bound, but you know, Mizzou, if they get two wins in conference play and they're both over Arkansas, I mean, that's, it's a good season. It's a good season. I'm going to butt in here before you say something, Penny. I just want to say one thing. Yeah. This is not a Super Bowl for Arkansas fans because they will never admit oh, right, that this right, game matters yeah. right. whatsoever. Maybe to Trevin Brazil, this game matters, but to Arkansas <laughs> fans, it does not. Uh, go ahead, Peyton. No, I was going to say the same thing. I doubt Arkansas fans think any of their games left are Super Bowls. This is a lost season for them. Boy, they are in a ta- they're in a kind of a messier situation than Mizzou even because. I mean, Devo Davis just all of a sudden, I mean, he was a longtime Razorback who, I mean, gave them a win over Kansas last year in the NCAA tournament. He just went AWOL apparently and is off the team now. He's like not on the team anymore, so there's no Devo Davis. Trevor Brazil did not play uh, on Saturday in their loss to Kentucky after he got hurt in their game before. Um, yeah, Arkansas is a mess, dude. They don't have guys that can shoot. Um, Traymond Mark is their real lone offensive guy that kind of scares me, but I mean, he's prone to some real big inefficiency. Um, per, I mean, at this point, Mizzou, until they get a SEC win, everything needs to be treated like a Super Bowl. This one in particular, though, I mean, this is a very winnable game against a team. I mean, there is history here in this matchup. Arkansas stole Mike Anderson from Mizzou, you know, Trevor Brazil has had plenty to say about Missouri since he left, and the less I talk about that, the better, because I'm afraid I won't stop talking <laughs> about it. Um, so, yes, I think Mizzou needs to treat this like a Super Bowl. I hope Mizzou Arena can get up for this game. Um, I know these are terrible teams. I know that it ultimately will be meaningless, but come on. I mean, these teams play twice a year, every year. Like, this is this is a series that I care a bit more about probably than the average person. But, I mean, come on. Just please go to this game here in Columbia. Yeah, I think a lot of people will still chirp at Trevor Brazil, uh, especially from the student section. There were there were students still there that were um, enrolled when Trevin was – at Mizzou for his freshman year. Uh, ESPN matchup predictor has the Tigers with a 67.3% chance to win. Probably one of the more high, the highest ones that you'll see, especially in SEC play this year. On paper, though, these teams are fairly similar um, in points per game and points uh, points allowed, field goal percentage. Everything's around you know 73 to 75 in points per game and points allowed, and then around 45, 44% uh, field goal percentage. Um, if you look, if you take away the records, these teams look ab- about the same. And the one thing that the Tigers are just a lot better at is steals, which is funny to say because one of the best defenders in the SEC last year, Des Moines Hodge, is no longer on this team. Then that number is still pretty high. Uh, so, and that's just where it kind of looks like for that one win for the Razorbacks in SEC play this year was against Texas A&M, a uh, close one, 78 to 77. Wade Taylor went off in that game, um, scoring more than 30 points. And for those that we talked about that, um, yeah, 40. And we, I think we talked about that uh, two weeks ago now. I don't know if you guys saw this, though. It might have been during halftime of the Mizzou-South Carolina game. There was a graphic that they showed 
uh, about the Arkansas slow starts in SEC play going one and five or one and four and turning it into an elite eight appearance. I just, I understand that, that they want to mm. show that to kind of show the history of it. This team just doesn't look like those Arkansas teams whatsoever. And the thing about those teams, I just want to throw that in quick. Yeah. They always were very unlucky. Like you looked at Ken Palm, Torvik, all the metrics, they still graded out very high. This year, that is not the case. They're 123 in Torvik. Mizzou, for reference, is 115. Torvik has this as a projected five-point Mizzou win. Like, this is a game Missouri, quite frankly, if they don't win, I'm going to be mighty upset, like more upset than the average loss. Yeah, oh, I mean, I think every Mizzou fan should because, like, you know, unlike the, the delusional Arkansas fans, you know, it's a rivalry and Mizzou fans treat it like one. Um, and I, I think should, and should get up for this game. Yeah. Arkansas, Arkansas is bad. It is. I, you know, I also, as, as Peyton, and I'm sure you did as well, Kenny, when you saw that graphic kind of scoff at that, like, I don't think Arkansas is turning much around, uh, this year, especially this year in the sec. There's, there's some, there's some tough teams, uh, for sure. But you know, yeah, I mean, this is, this is a game Mizzou needs. Um, you know, this is the kind of thing that, that, you can turn the season into at least a couple wins in conference play and, and at least be, you know, satisfied with having one win over your rivals. Like even look back to last year. I mean, Mizzou should have quite frankly done the double over Arkansas. They were up big in Bud Walton arena when those teams, when those teams played there and, and blew that in the second half. And then, you know, were able to get some revenge in Como. So, um, you know that yeah i mean this is this is steeped in history this game is always is always pretty interesting and i expect dennis to um fully kind of get up for it the one thing i'll provide i read through an article real quick uh on the trevin brazil narrative um i i don't know if there's anything been anything since this but he hurt his knee so you know i think his status i think is still up in the air for um for mizzou he didn't like practice before their last game he was out uh for that so We'll see where he's at, if that's uh, if that's something to feed. But I think that even that further feeds into the point that the student section will be chirping at him, especially if he is um, stuck on the bench and can't, you know, go on the court to kind of escape some of the noise. He got uh, a lot of booze, a lot of booze last year, uh, from what I remember when when he walked on the floor. So yeah, um, seven thirty, SEC Network, Mizzou, Arkansas. I don't know. Do we have any other any other thoughts? I think you guys both summarized the the hog season well. Weird um, guys leaving, like you know, strange times. I I think I think it's a. I'm I'm glad you guys back my take at least to, to view it as a Mizzou Super Bowl. But we'll see. Uh, I, yeah, I would just say there's nothing that's really gonna make you feel super good about this season afterwards. Regardless, I mean, it's just kind of a mess. Uh, wins over Arkansas certainly help though i mean i i think people take this game more serious than they did even when us three were like got there in 2019 i think it's blossomed into more of a bit of a rivalry kind of aided by that whole trevin brazil thing and you know arkansas fans consistently you know turning the other cheek to mizzou Jack, I just I hope that Mizzou wins this game so you can finally make a video. Uh, everyone <laughs> loved your football ones, and they've, I had, some people were even asking for them recently. It's like, you know, I can't wait until August or September, whenever that next Mizzou football win is. Hopefully, it's in August, and you get to post those. And I told I told people I was like, look out for it during the basketball season. Yeah, you might have jinxed, and I jinxed it. 
So Tigers still haven't won in the year of 2024. I was thinking about that because I was like, maybe the best. Yeah, oh, that's a good stat. I forgot you pointed that out to us. No wins in the new year yet for Mizzou. Yeah, like their best win is probably Pitt. I didn't feel like making a video for Pitt. That didn't that didn't feel right. You know, it's it's more, it's different when it's a conference game, but certainly expect some fireworks in an Arkansas video. That is also if it's also Mizzou's first win in conference play. That's what I'll that's what I'll say. Maybe to leave on a a hopeful note for the Tigers, who uh, by Peyton's trusty Torvik are five point five point favorites uh, against the Razorbacks. Once again, uh, seven thirty SEC Network. You can watch that. Hopefully, we're back on here Friday, celebrating and boasting and bragging that the hogs from Fayetteville uh, go down and, and give Mizzou their first win in SEC play. Uh, with that, we will segue um, and we will close the show out uh, with quick hits. Good little quick hits segment to uh, wrap up. We'll get you to that. Okay. Quick hits time. We're segueing, finishing out the show. We got a good quick show for everyone. Not much, not, not much by way of news. And we don't want to talk about Mizzou men's basketball losing that much. Uh, Ken sports shorts, Kenny, what you got? Uh, you know, I've been really leaning into a lot of the Corey Batoon lore. Uh, this is my last one just because I know Peyton loves bowl games so much. And this is where it, this is a fun one. I think this is a really fun one. So this was the 2011 season. So Corey Batoon's last year, it was his last year at Arkansas State. You cannot tell me it was not his last year because I've read it multiple times <laughs> now that that was his last year at Arkansas State. Northern at Illinois, Arkansas go State. daddy bowl. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That was that was it. Yep. That was the bowl game. Dude, I knew that because Northern Illinois played Arkansas State and then Fresno State in the Go Daddy Bowl in back to back years. Dave Doran was their head coach and then he left to go take the NC State job. That was it. I have no words. I have no words. Wow. He's him. He's him. You, you have one, a Kenny. power. You have a power. Peyton, one one time over the summer, let's do a show where we just um go through every division one team and see how many Peyton can get right for their mascot. Like we just name the team and see like like what his percentage can be. Cause I'd be willing to bet it's over 90. Or maybe we'll do Peyton, you can be like um Jeff Passon with the World Series, but with bowl games. We can just go through every bowl game from from like 1999 until now. I can do every World Series from 1999 until now. Really? And who lost? Yes. Okay, we'll I do that too. Probably would up on the way. We'll just Kenny, do, we'll give just me do that. give me 2002. 2002 uh, Angels over Giants. Yep. Dang it. Okay, That's Peyton. The forgotten one. Peyton, who won the Citrus Bowl in 2016? Oh, okay. <laughs> that's a, that's a lot harder. That that is a lot harder. I will. I th- I, there's no con. There's no prior context there. This was one of my favorite parts about when I was doing the research for the GoDaddy to our combo. Is then 2013, Arkansas made it back um, to this bowl game with an interim head coach again because Gus Malzahn yep. left for Auburn. That's how so I they knew went back this. to back years. Mm-hmm. I, that's how I knew this is because I was um, I was looking through the Arkansas State coaches that run where they had Harson, Freeze, and Malzahn, and I was looking at the bowl games they made it at. That's why. And that and the Dave Doran connection at NIU. That's why I know that one. What was the year? What was the year that Northern Illinois was really good? 2013 or 2012 when they played Florida State in the Orange Bowl. Jordan Lynch was the QB. Jordan Lynch. That's I was thinking yeah. of Paxton Lynch, but he was Memphis, wasn't he? Yep. 
Yeah, all right. First round pick. Yeah. Was he really? Started like one game. Yeah. He was horrible. Yikes. Sorry. Um, Sorry, Kenny. It's okay. I mean, you guys have both done it now. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the Tucker McCann call. Yeah, wow. We're just we're just. You want to find another game? Game he was uh, in another bowl game he was in as a DC. I'll let you. No, I'm not gonna do it. There, there oh, were some other fun bowl Peyton. games on there. I'm just I'm done. I'm retired. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kenny. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right, Dirty Birds. Yeah, that was good. Uh, Dirty Bird of the weekend. Mine goes to C.J. Gardner Johnson, of course, the former Eagles. Uh, defensive back now with the lions waving goodbye to san francisco 49ers fans with five minutes and 54 seconds left in the first half while up 20 to 7 uh this didn't backfire at all the lions went went on to win um their first nfc championship advancing to their first super bowl no that didn't happen (laughs) unfortunately uh for lions fans unfortunately for peyton uh the 49ers stormed back took a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter uh, ended up winning, and they're going to their second Super Bowl in four years or in five seasons, um, taking on the Chiefs again. Snooze. Why? Why was why was this unfortunate for me? No, it wasn't at all. Because yeah. uh, you were one of the biggest Lions haters, and everyone knows that from the last episode. You're I did see, uh, like one of those fan sided uh, websites for the 49ers. Um, posted something about like calling CJ Gardner Johnson a dirty player. And I think, I don't know if that's who you pointed out as their dirty no, player. Kirby, the, Kirby Joseph does it yeah. as well. Uh, and that's made me think about it. So I made him my dirty bird. Congrats I mean, on your boring why, Super Bowl, Peyton. Why are you waving goodbye like this? You're up yeah, 13 that was in the first half. You're not up 38 to seven. You're up 13. Just a dumb move. I mean, seriously though. I mean, besides, like, they have a bunch of unlikable players on the defense, but why Why should I like the Lions? Because they lost 13 games two years ago? I don't care. They have unlikable players. It's not a likable team. Just because they wear lion blue and the Lions have sucked. But they're, they're about grit. Not they're gritty. They want to take it people's doesn't matter. They out. have a bunch of dirty players. I just, I just, I found the lion type a little ridiculous this year. They have a few likable players. They have Plenty more on Bears fan. Yeah, Peyton, I I definitely agree with with where you're trying to go. But if you weren't a Bears fan, fan. you would not care whatsoever. Agree. Who knows? I guess we'll never know. (laughs) This narrative Um, is ridiculous. I really, I don't hate the Lions like on the level of the Packers or even the Vikings. Like I dislike the Vikings more than the Lions. I liked Matthew Stafford. I like Jared Goff a bit. I think his resurgence was fun this year they just have way too many unlikable players for me to get behind them but i saw a quote saying there were no divas on that team yeah all dogs gritty they deserved it yeah but they ridiculous it, so that's why we have a dirty bird on here um yeah my dirty bird we're gonna stick in conference championship weekend we're going with zay flowers who boys i think everyone saw it it might have been the worst drive an nfl player has had in nfl history Zay Flowers, um, who had a really deep, like a very good rookie year. I mean, he was, I want to give him props for that. Um, also, he's a dirty bird because not just he's a Raven, but he was also Boston College Eagle. He had some choice words for Eli Drinkwitz during the great state of Massachusetts crisis, um, that whole thing. He, so he made that deep catch. He was wide open, got wide open, great play. 
And he just, I don't know what he's thinking. He gets up, he like shoves Legarius Sneed's shoulder into the ground and flips the ball at him. What are you doing? Why are you doing that, first of all? Then he makes it one catch, he gets a first down. He makes another catch, and you can tell he's like, I'm going to get to the end zone. I'm going to celebrate so hard. He dives. Legarius Sneed punches the ball out, recovers it in the end zone. Ravens lose by seven. I mean, that is the worst drive you could ever. You can't dream up a worse drive than that. Like, and then, he, and then he hurt his finger on the sideline. Yeah, that's right. He goes to the sideline. He's upset which is understandable, but he punches the bench or something, apparently. He, he, he threw so his he helmet down his... and got, like, cut. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, dude. I mean, that is horrible, horrible sequence. And it sucks for Zay Flowers because he was great, and he's almost certainly going to be remembered for that sequence uh, from his rookie year. But, I mean, he earned it today. Yeah. I, I was getting frustrated watching that game, like for the Ravens. Like I couldn't even imagine being a Ravens fan, like that happening, the Lamar pick, oh. um, you know, you get the feel like it was just brutal, brutal way to have your first home AFC championship game in franchise history. But Hey, uh, for most of our listeners, they're probably jumping for joy with the chiefs going back to the super bowl. Um, Nick Bolton, he's back. There's several, there's a couple others too. Um, go to Dave matter. He tweeted all of them. But, uh, yeah, good for the Chiefs, bad for Zay Flowers. Um, you guys covered the NFL. I'm going back to college basketball for my Dirty Bird of the Week. And uh, I'm going with Ed Cooley. He is a Dirty Bird. Why? Let me ver- Hold on. Let me check. I had the college, but I lost it. Stonehill, he was an assistant. They are the Skyhawks. That's my bird connection. Ed Cooley, of course, the coach of Georgetown University, the once um, very – um, loved, much beloved coach of Providence. Uh, of course, in that, fa- you know, it was it was pretty open like last year. At the end of the season, he left Providence to take the Georgetown job, became the first uh, coach in Big East history to leave one Big East job to go straight to another one. Providence fans, you know, this is a guy who took them to like seven NCAA tournaments, just were living. Yeah, his alma mater, he's from Providence, was a hometown guy. So uh, on Saturday, Georgetown Providence played in Providence for the first time since Ed Cooley left. And it was just the scenes before the game. I couldn't get enough of just watching the Providence fans. They were lined up outside of the stadium, throwing things everywhere. Um, Just like the the vitriol was just so like you could feel it through just even watching it on the screen. Just like pure old like college basketball hatred. They booed the hell out of him. Providence won the game. Georgetown's bad. The game wouldn't have like doesn't really matter. Um, I think they sealed it with like a windmill dunk at the end. It was just awesome. I mean, that's just what college basketball is like all about. You know, when you have a coaching situation like that, you know, leave. I just thought it was great. Happy for Providence fans and Ed Cooley, man. I, I know I saw him. He, he was given some good exchanges. I, th- I don't think he's burned every bridge in, in Providence, Rhode Island. But, man, for the rest of his tenure, probably wherever he coaches, if he goes back there, it's going to be it's going to be brutal. But it was just so fun to watch. I don't know if you all were seeing some of the scenes of, of that. Oh, yeah. Something about college basketball just brings out kind of the crazier, unless it's SEC football, some of the fan bases in the SEC get absolutely insane at those games. A college basketball game, it, like, I mean, 
Do you remember the Texas Tech crowd when Chris mm-hmm. Beard went back when he took the That's play? what I was going to compare it to. It yeah, like, I mean, a little bit different because Chris Beard went to Texas for school right. and Nick Cooley didn't, or he went to Providence and yeah. left the school. Uh, but that, that game was insane crowd wise. Yeah, no. I, I, and then I remember it was a big thing when Mike, when Mizzou got back in the SEC, Mike Anderson came back with, um, with Arkansas, it was pretty vitriolic. I mean, Frank Hayes tried to fight him during, during, I think the first game back, it was insane. Um, yeah, I don't know. College basketball, it just brings out crazy in people. Especially like that was just good old like Big East basketball. Like those Mm -hmm. programs have been around forever. It's Georgetown Providence, like, you know, historic. So yeah, it was just awesome to see the scenes. I saw like one, it was like Ed Cooley, like a Providence fan had, it was like his face on a shirt that, but it was like, looked like the Providence mascot, but it just said liar instead of fryer. I was like, I thought that was fun. Um, they had like Dunkin' Donuts t-shirts they gave away. It was a wild scene. Um, so that was, he was my dirty bird, Ed Cooley. That was, uh, that's tough. That will probably be the response for the rest of whenever he comes back. That's uh, a promise. Moving on. Next segment. Hold on. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Kenny. Kenny, what time is it? What time is it, Kenny? Oh! oh! <laughs> Number five. <laughs> we got... Peyton's a fraud. Can Campbell. Oh, no. Can Campbell. Let me first off preface this with I agree with the second fourth down that he went for. The first one you can debate a little more. But boy, Dan Campbell, I mean, <laughs> what you were you thinking about uh, your halftime, like your post-game quips at halftime, man? Where was the adjustment? You blew the game in eight minutes. What happened, Dan? Oh, Can Campbell. Disappointing for the Lions. Coming in at number four in the third ring, we're going back to Fog Allen, where... It was a little bit foggy. Actually, they're playing in Ames. So well, like a little bit sense. fraudy. A little bit fraudy for the fraudness fraud hawks. Kansas, number seven in the country, goes to Ames, and the fighting Caleb Grills take them down. 79-75. This year, they had two points from their bench in the last two games. Fraudness, the Jayhawks. Ah! Frauds. We're going to stay in the ah! segment, and we're going to go with the Baltimore ah! Fraudvins. We just touched on it. Dave Broders, um, he broke his finger. He didn't break his finger. He cut his finger on the bench. Fraud. After he dove. Fraud. Fraud. What is it with teams just crapping themselves when they play the Chiefs? Just so many stupid mistakes. Oh, man. Justin Tucker getting the, the key kicked from you and you don't respond? The Ravens gonna fraud, 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 fraud. Chiefs to the Super Bowl. Coming in at number two in the fraud rankings this week. And this one. Hurts a lot. The Detroit Fraudlands up 24 to 7 at halftime? Surely that went their way. No! The Detroit Fraudlands lose 31 to 34 in the NFC Championship. You know what they say, Omar Raw Fraud Brown. Frauds. Sam LaFrada. (laughs) Aiden Frotchinson. And then number one, we got. LaFraud Jackson, Lamar Jackson, what the world have you ever seen a blitz, man? It's very simple to tell what's happening. You need to get the ball out faster. Why are you throwing to Isaiah Likely in triple coverage, man? I don't care if it was PI or not. You don't throw in the triple coverage like that with the game on the line. Spike your helmet right after, dude. Save flowers. 
did they not help you out today. But Lamar, that Ray was sorry. Rogers. You could have been better than that. We needed Rod you. Rod first, first win. First, first AFC Championship game, and that's what we do. Oh, they just dropped his mic. <laughs> my mic. My. Every headphone user just went. Are yeah, you back? You're, you're cut out. Your audio cut out. There you go. He's back. Uh, yeah. Prod of the week. All right. Ratio joke. Community. Let's finish the show uh, there. First ratio of the week. It's a fun one. It's not anything bad. Um, John Harbaugh was dancing after the the divisional round win over the Texans last week, and he looked like the dance emoji on iPhones. Everyone knows it in the little purple suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is, like, 94,000 likes for CP316 on X. To the Ravens, 38,000. The funny thing is, DraftKings Sportsbook posted the tweet first and only got 344 likes. Ouch. Yeah. That's why Bet Online is a better betting company. Yeah, Bet Online would get 100,000 likes. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Uh, yeah, tough. John Harbaugh ate in this photo. If you guys want to go see it, it's on the. <laughs> Ravens no, yeah, I've order. seen it. I've... Too bad, too bad. Um, he's not eating a pregame meal before the Super Bowl. Can still do that. I guess you're right. <laughs> I guess you can't starve himself. There's nothing stopping him. You're right. That's bad analogy. All right, Peyton. What's the other one? You got one more. This one comes from Alyssa Milano, who I believe is uh, an actor. I'm not really totally familiar with her game, um, but she tweeted, uh, "My son. The point is here. This is important to note." Her net worth, according to NBCNews.com in an article about this very tweet, um, is $10 million. So she's well off. And uh, she tweeted, my son's baseball team is raising money for their Cooperstown trip. We love Cooperstown. Kenny and I, of course, are very familiar with baseball. Um, Any amount would be so greatly appreciated. You can read more about the team and donation here. And while that's a very nice like thing, Alyssa Milano, you're worth ten million dollars. You can probably send them all there, like by yourself. Um, this one was ratio to hell. Um, seven replies. She turned off replies, by the way, very quickly. Seven replies, five point five thousand retweets slash quote tweets, and one point five thousand uh, likes. So, Alyssa Milano, you are great. It's like one thing. It's like okay, you know, like to say my our team's doing fundraising efforts. Like go support them. Like to teach the kids. Like all right, you got to raise money to like help your team. But it's another. I don't know. Yeah, that's she could have she could have sent them all there on a private jet if she wanted to. Someone donated a thousand dollars. No, no, it's probably her. Top one, $1,000, $794, $351, $350, $250, $200, $300, $400, $500, $600, $700, $800, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1,000, $1
This one comes from our favorite. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't have it pulled up. Well, don't you? No, I don't have it pulled up. Okay. All right. I'll just start reading the outro. Uh, This to show the show is unsponsored by Bet Online. Thank you to Bet Online. Can he stay in here? You got to trust your friend that he doesn't have a joke. Uh, Thank you to Bet Online for sponsoring the show. Hope everyone enjoys. Go enjoy the Arkansas game on Wednesday. We'll see what happens. Um, Hopefully, we're coming back. Wow. Oh, Kenny kicked Peyton out of the room. Guys, we gotta have some trust here. Um, where was I? Outro. <laughs> thanks to everyone for thanks to everyone listening, watching, subscribing to YouTube, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, do all that stuff. Follow us on Twitter, follow us on Twitter at Believe Unwritten. That's where the video will go. There and tick Kenny, what's the TikTok? It's at Believe Unwritten. At Believe Unwritten also on TikTok. That's where the video will go for Arkansas who wins. Jack, so Jack, can you please just finish the outro? Yes, uh, I will finish the outro once I think of more things to stall and say. Uh, I no, don't have all it right. today. All right, you all just right. typing. Just send it. No, I was pretending to type because I knew you were looking at my screen the whole time. So I played 4D chess. Oh, big brain. All right, thank you everyone for listening. I guess Peyton's not going to tell a joke. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday, or on Friday, hopefully recapping a dub overall. So I'll see you guys then. listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel and i'm rebecca we're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say didn't see that coming and we hate the people responsible for them listen to people are the worst now on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts